and uh, welcome to the Exaserve Decarbonising Gas podcast. My name is Victoria Mustard and I'm the Decarbonisation Strategy Lead here at Exaserve. As the central data service provider for Britain's gas market, Exaserve is committed to playing an active part in supporting the net zero transition. We want to help plot a smooth path forward and bring the industry together towards this common cause. Our topic for today is how hydrogen guarantees of origin can help us achieve the development of a national hydrogen economy. We believe that hydrogen has a crucial role to play in decarbonising the gas network, and we're lucky enough to be able to work closely with the amazing people and innovative businesses that are pushing hydrogen projects forward. Today, we're gonna delve into the different types of hydrogen and their carbon value, and think about what the formation of a successful and sustainable hydrogen economy might require. I'm delighted to be joined by Suki Ferris. Suki is the Hydrogen Market Strategy Lead at National Grid and the perfect person to answer my questions about why a hydrogen guarantee of origin scheme is so important to the development of a UK hydrogen market. So welcome Suki, how are you today? Oh, I'm very good Vicky, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you very much for having me. So um, perhaps we could start Suki by having a look at a little bit of a background to the hydrogen goo scheme so for example when I was talking about goos with my team somebody genuinely thought hydrogen goo was what happened in the pipes if you put hydrogen through it so there's broad consensus that low carbon gases including hydrogen and biomethane will be essential piece of the net zero puzzle but where did National Grid start with its hydrogen journey? Absolutely. Um, so that's a great question about goose, and we'll we'll get to the bottom of what a what a goo really looks like in, in in a bit. But just to just to give a little bit of context, so currently National Grid Gas Transmission and the other gas network companies in the UK transport mainly natural gas, which emits carbon emissions when burned. And to reach net zero, uh, we know we need to decarbonize, and hydrogen is seen as a key opportunity to decarbonize the UK's gas industry because when consumed, hydrogen only emits water vapor, no carbon emissions. Um, hydrogen could be used in place of natural gas to heat our homes and businesses, to cook our food, power electricity generators, fuel industry, and also to be used as a transport fuel. There have been lots of policy signals from government on the role of hydrogen in the UK's future energy mix. So, for example, the 2020 Prime Minister's 10-point plan, where point two was on driving forward the growth of a low-carbon hydrogen economy for the UK. The 2021 hydrogen strategy set out the approach to developing a thriving low-carbon hydrogen sector in the UK. And the more recent 2022 British Energy Security Strategy doubled the UK's previous hydrogen ambition to 10 gigawatts of low-carbon hydrogen production capacity uh, by 2030. Amazing. So we can already see that there are many different possible applications for hydrogen and that it's a fuel that policymakers are paving the way for. Perhaps you could talk a little bit more about National Grid Gas's involvement. I know you've got some interesting projects in the pipeline, if you'll excuse the pun. Going into the details of what National Grid Gas Transmission or NGGT is doing in the hydrogen space. So um, we are leading a programme of work called HINTS or Hydrogen in the NTS. And it's a programme of work that seeks to identify the opportunities and address the challenges of transporting hydrogen within the gas National Transmission System, or NTS. Some examples of our flagship programmes include Future Grid, which is a building a demonstrative 
um, gas NTS uh, network using decommissioned pieces of NTS assets to demonstrate whether our network can safely transport up to 100% hydrogen and testing a variety of hydrogen blends as well, where the outputs from some initial outputs should be able to be shared in 2023. Oh, wow. So that really feeds into the other projects that Exaserve are supporting the distribution networks on, looking at both uh, hydrogen blend and 100% hydrogen trials. So are there any other projects that you guys are working on? Absolutely. Um, another one of our flagship projects is Project Union, which is exploring the development of a UK hydrogen backbone to connect strategic hydrogen production centres with storage and consumers, including the potential to feed into the gas distribution networks to support the creation of a UK hydrogen market. Project Union aims to repurpose up to a quarter of the existing gas national transmission system in a phased approach to develop up to 2,000 kilometres of a hydrogen backbone for the UK. I love the phrase hydrogen backbone. It's so fitting because the technology really can't reach its potential without the right support in place, can it? And it's something that I know you've been leading on, Suki. I lead a programme of work called the Hydrogen Gas Market Plan or Hydrogen GMAP, which is looking at the key market questions that we'll need to answer to integrate hydrogen into the UK's energy mix. Um, and it's really key to say that this project is working in collaboration with the UK gas industry, decision makers and stakeholders, um, working together to make sure that the gas system and markets continue to deliver consumer value throughout the UK's transition to a hydrogen future. And the, the latest project that we delivered looked at the role that a UK hydrogen guarantee of origin scheme could play in accelerating and driving a UK hydrogen market. So we're, we're kind of at the beginning of quite an exciting journey then, really, looking to repurpose the gas system and transport hydrogen, but also understanding the market activities around them and what's going to be needed to make that transition a success. So from our conversations, um, I know uh, we believe that a hydrogen guarantee of origin scheme could sort of play a really key role in what we're looking to do. But can you give us a bit of a lowdown on, on what GOO means and, and how they work? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'll start by giving sort of a bit of context and a bit of a broader picture. So to begin with, we know that increasing low and zero carbon gases such as hydrogen are going to be crucial to enable the UK to achieve our ambitious net zero by 2050 target. And if decarbonisation is the key driver for developing low and zero carbon hydrogen products, it's going to be really important for market participants to be able to disclose the climate value of these products and to be able to associate a premium between these different products. And this is really important when it comes to hydrogen because of the hydrogen rainbow of different hydrogen products. So we have the low carbon hydrogen products, which include blue hydrogen. So that's the reformation of natural gas with the added process of carbon capture usage and storage. There's also pink hydrogen, which is electrolyzed hydrogen, which is um, generating hydrogen from water through the process of electrolysis. And in the case of pink hydrogen, it's powered by nuclear electricity. There are zero carbon hydrogen products. So, for example, yellow hydrogen, and that's electrolytic hydrogen powered by solar energy. There's green hydrogen, which is electrolytic hydrogen powered by wind or hydro energy. And then we also have negative carbon hydrogen products, which are, for example, bioenergy with carbon capture usage and storage. 
So considering there are so many different hydrogen products, there's a rainbow of different products with different emission benefits, different climate value premiums that should be associated with that. There's another really important consideration that once injected into a gas network, it's impossible to know where these gas molecules go. And likewise, at consumer meters, it's impossible to know where your gas molecules have come from, you know, whether they've come from the depths of the North Sea or where they've come from, whether they've come from a local electrolyzer. And that's where a certification scheme, such as a guarantee of origin scheme, would be really essential to provide information on the origin of energy products, to account for claims of energy product use, and associate a climate value premium for energy products such as low carbon hydrogen. So really, we're talking about a mechanism for assigning a value to hydrogen and keeping track of the supply and demand for different types of hydrogen, aren't we? Because as you say, we should be aiming for low carbon production, but once hydrogen's in the pipes, it all looks the same. What's this gonna look like in practice? So to get a little bit into the details of, of how guarantees of origin work, um, essentially a guarantee of origin or a GOO is a certificate or a digital document that contains information on energy products. So for example, how, when, where an energy product was generated. The core principle of a goo is that for every one megawatt hour of energy product, one goo can be issued. Once a goo is issued, uh, it can be transferred from the producer of that energy product to the buyer of, of the goo. And the buyer of a goo could be a supplier or, or, or a trader. And then finally, when the goo is sold to an end user, it would be uh, cancelled to prevent any double counting. And this process, the issue, the transfer and cancellation of GOOs is managed by something called a GOO registry, which is essentially an IT platform. Now, I know that that can sound a little bit abstract. So to give kind of a practical example of what that could look like for hydrogen, for example, um, there could be a company called Hydrogen Limited, uh, a low carbon hydrogen producer. And for example, if they generated 50 megawatt hours of hydrogen, then Hydrogen Limited would be issued with 50 hydrogen goos and they'd be stored on the Hydrogen Goo IT platform. Hydrogen Limited could then sell these goos to a supplier or a trader and the IT platform would transfer the ownership of these goos to the buyer of those, of those goos. And then finally, when the goos are sold to an end user, so for example, a, a domestic, industrial, commercial, power generation or transport consumer, that hydrogen goo would be cancelled and removed from the IT platform. So that's kind of a practical example to, to bring it to life. Um, and the, the, the whole um, premise of the hydrogen gas market plan, looking at hydrogen guarantees of origin, is to, is to explore a system that would work much in the same way as the current electricity system where, for example, currently electricity suppliers buy electricity goos to back up 100% green or 100% electricity, 100% renewable electricity tariffs bought by consumers, where goos entitle those consumers to be the only entity to claim the use of those specific megawatt hours of energy product. Oh, so that, that's a helpful thing to know, because many people will already be familiar with the way that guarantees of origin certificates work for electricity. And really, this is very similar and the way that they can be traded will be similar. 
One of the most important features of a GU is that a GU can be traded independently or separately from the physical commodity it represents. And in this way, GUs can maximize the climate value attributes of an energy product. A key premise of the hydrogen gas market plan project on hydrogen goose was that um, goose could be traded separately to the physical energy product to maximize the development of a liquid competitive traded goo market. So this is a market mechanism which will create a true hydrogen economy. But just to be absolutely clear, what does this all mean for gas consumers and the gas industry? Who's actually set to benefit from hydrogen guarantees of origin? Yeah, so there's lots of benefits for uh, consumers for, from uh, the development of a hydrogen guarantee of origin scheme. So hydrogen goose could be a key tool to empower consumers to engage in a hydrogen market and to really raise consumer awareness on the range of low carbon hydrogen products. Hydrogen goos could enable consumers to indicate their preference or demonstrate their appetite for specific low carbon hydrogen products. So, for example, whether you wanted yellow um, hydrogen goos from Cornwall, for example, to be that specific. And by okay. buying goos, it would enable consumers to, to demonstrate their commitment to decarbonize. By uh, buying goos, um, it also enables consumers to provide an additional revenue source for low carbon hydrogen producers, incentivizing the increased production of low carbon hydrogen as consumers would send a market pull force to in incentivize the increased production of low carbon hydrogen products. And one of the key recommendations from the hydrogen gas market plan was to develop a regulated green gas tariff that could help to put electricity and gas tariffs on equal footing and enable gas consumers to take an important step towards decarbonizing their energy use. Um, in a regulated framework, just like the electricity tariffs are, hydrogen goose could have a legal basis to be used as evidence for green gas tariffs that are offered to consumers right. that currently isn't um, available. Um, and in the same way that re at renewable energy guarantees of origin evidence green electricity tariffs, hydrogen goose could be used to evidence hydrogen tariffs offered to consumers. Great. So I could show that I, I definitely was getting green gas the same way that I can show I'm getting green electricity. Yes, although it is important to, to mention that buying goose does not influence the physical energy that you receive at your meter. Um, a goo is a, a, a demonstration of your commitment to decarbonize. Um, and, you know, there, there are some, um, some concerns about the use of, of goos in terms of, you know, for example, uh, if, you, if you buy goos, it, it, it can mean that, for example, in, in the case of hydrogen blending, you may not have to um, change your your physical your your behavior when it comes to your energy because you could just buy hydrogen goose. Right. Um, and a, a response to this is that if consumers can't use market mechanisms to demonstrate their commitment to decarbonizing, what could be the time, the the cost, the disruption, implications of waiting for one hundred percent physical energy delivery? So we've got a lot in there. We've understood a lot in there about the benefits to a kind of a, a gas consumer. What would you say the benefits are for the gas industry as a whole? Uh, so in terms of the benefits to, to the gas industry, I'll, I'll focus by talking about the benefits to producers 
Yeah. So um, as, as we've talked about a little bit, Guarantees of Origin could generate an additional revenue stream for hydrogen producers on top of the revenue that they would be gaining from selling the physical energy commodity. Ultimately, there is a need to support UK hydrogen producers where a hydrogen goo scheme could enable UK gas consumers to generate an additional long-term revenue stream for low-carbon uh, hydrogen production. And by shifting some of the costs of hydrogen production to energy consumers who actively wish to purchase hydrogen goose, this could provide an elegant and an efficient solution to driving down the costs of subsidization for hydrogen mm. products. By selling hydrogen goose, hydrogen producers could gain valuable information on customer appetite for their product, which could provide evidence and positive market signals to justify expanding their production uh, facilities to meet consumer demand. And in this manner, hydrogen goose can be seen as an important market mechanism to incentivize low carbon hydrogen production and support the UK's overarching goal of decarbonisation. I think you've very clearly established there that goos are going to have a real value in establishing sort of successful hydrogen economy, which is something we're all very interested in. Um, when do you think that this sort of transition is going to come into play? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So as part of the hydrogen gas market plan, some of the recommendations that, that we developed, including included developing a UK hydrogen guarantee of origin scheme as soon as possible. Uh, to align with physical hydrogen production um, and also recommendations to uh, pilot a UK hydrogen guarantee of origin scheme to trial the processes and the functionality of such a scheme, gain customer data on what uh, information within hydrogen goose consumers may find valuable. Um, in terms of um, when when we're likely to see hydrogen goose come into play, it's really important to um, to situate this in the broader context of what's happening in the hydrogen goose space in, in Europe and globally. So we know that extensive work is happening. Um, for example, there's the development of national hydrogen guarantee of origin schemes in France, in the Netherlands, in Australia. The EU Commission has funded a dedicated hydrogen goose scheme um, a pilot project called Certify that's been in operation since 2017. So there is already a, an advanced body of work looking at the development of hydrogen guarantees of origin. And it's going to be really important for the UK to understand how EU and global hydrogen goo developments emerge to ensure compatibility and to really benefit future cross-border trade. In terms of next steps, so it's been really exciting to see that the UK, um, in the UK government's response to the consultation on the UK low carbon hydrogen standard, that um, there is an ambition to develop the low carbon hydrogen standard into a hydrogen certification scheme by 2025. And the purpose of this will be to underpin deployment of low carbon hydrogen and support future international trade. And this certification scheme is going to play a hugely important role in setting up a system to disclose to, uh, to market participants information on hydrogen energy products. And while we don't know yet what a UK hydrogen certificate scheme could look like, UK government um, will be engaging with industry on this in due course. So there's some short deadlines here and it seems like things are really moving 
obviously there's been a lot of change in the energy world and a change of government too so nothing's completely certain what i do know is that national grid gas transmission are really committed to decarbonizing the gas network uh, i'm excited to see what happens in the next few months and years um thank you very much for your time suki i've, I've really i've learned a lot today um my final question to you would be if there is one thing you would like somebody to take away from this podcast uh, that they didn't know about goose before but they do now what would that be so um the one thing that i would want listeners to take away from this podcast is that it's very likely that the establishment of a system such as a hydrogen goose scheme is going to be absolutely essential to developing an effective market mechanism to incentivize the injection of hydrogen into the existing natural ga gas networks um, and the reason for this is that um, without a goose system in place when hydrogen is injected into the existing gas networks for hydrogen blending there would be no means to differentiate or associate a premium for those lovely premium low carbon molecules being injected into the existing dirty gas networks. So goose would be absolutely essential to associate a premium to those molecules and also enable end users to buy goose to verify their claims of low carbon hydrogen um, consumptions. And this um, uh, analogy would also work very well in the case of 100% hydrogen pipelines. But there's a variety of different hydrogen products where goose would be absolutely essential to associate a premium for these different hydrogen products and to verify claims of consumption of specific products, considering the rainbow of different hydrogen energy products. You have, uh, I know I've been talking to you over a number of months about the work you've been doing on this uh, uh, Guarantees of Origin project. Have you enjoyed it? Absolutely, Vicky. It's been, um, it's a really timely, important talk topic, and it's been a pleasure to work with industry on this very important subject. Really looking forward to what the, the future holds in the Hydrogen Guarantee of Origin space. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much, Vicky. It's been an honour to be here on this podcast and thank you very much for having me. Thank you to Suki for joining us there. I hope you've learned a lot about Goose and now understand what a Guarantee of Origin scheme is. It's an exciting time for the gas industry at the moment and decarbonisation is a fundamental part of how we move forward. If you'd like to keep up to date, we have a vast range of resources for the gas industry that you can access. This includes our monthly Delivering Decarb newsletter, covering topical issues of the moment, uh, monthly working groups. We have an intranet for industry that contains more detailed information about pertinent projects. An online resource hub on exaserve.com contains blogs, podcasts, information packs, videos and more. Thank you so much uh, for listening to our podcast. I hope to you tune in next time and I will speak to you all soon. Thank you.